When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Well, we love Thursdays uh, at this time because uh, we have a chance to uh, talk about everything that's going on in the world of football with our expert. Uh, he's also the host of SENZ Extra Time. I'm talking, of course, about uh, Ricardo Ball. And there's plenty going on too with the Champions League back in action uh, this week. The Football Ferns about to play and the Wellington Phoenix men and women are all of a sudden in top form together. Ricardo, good morning to you and the Phoenix uh, 3-0 over the Brisbane Roar last night. That's not a bad way to start a morning talking about footy. Mate, it's a great way to start, isn't it? I mean, uh, I thought that was a fantastic performance uh, from the men's team last night. They were uh, they, they were slick. They looked cohesive. Uh, they looked quick. Uh, they they kind of made Brisbane look like a club side, like you know, like a club side running around here. Uh, they really looked sluggish, and they they struggled to keep up and match the Phoenix. And this is a Brisbane side that coming into this smithy, had won three on the bounce. So they're, they're no mugs. Um, so it was a really impressive performance from the Phoenix. And good to see, you know, some of the new imports getting on the score sheet as well. Scott Wooten um, he got the opener and then uh, Gail Sandoval, uh, the Mexican import, he got the second and then uh, Rennie Piscopo finished it off. And they probably could have had uh, two, uh, couple couple more. But, uh, you know, it was, a, it was probably the, the most dominant performance of the season, I think. Well, you look at the table and uh, all of a sudden um, it's very congested. There's seven teams within five points of the lead, but the Phoenix, for all their woes, their COVID and everything else about them, uh, they're only three points off the pace. Yeah, exactly. And this weekend, um, it is, it's a really, uh, I'm really interested to see how they go against Sydney FC. Sydney FC have been one of those teams that the Phoenix have struggled to get results against. I don't think we've beaten them in nine. Um, so there'll be plenty of... Uh, plenty of reason for the boys to fire up for this one. And, you know, that, that Sydney team haven't managed to quite click this season. So they're kind of there or thereabouts, but they've been dropping points here and there. They've drawn a lot of games, and uh, they're not maybe the force they once were. So a, a good opportunity to end that bogey. Well, the, these results and, and this competitive nature that they're putting together, plus uh, the combinations that are coming together, is, is starting to enhance uh, Ufuk Tulay's reputation as a coach, which means um, uh, people are uh, looking to uh, perhaps uh, take him away from the Phoenix. And we're hearing about maybe the Western Sydney Wanderers, who are out of the race, it seems. They're eight off of the pace down in eighth place. So anything to that? Potentially, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I mean, Sydney is uh, where we grew up. Um, and... I think you know he would love to move back to Sydney. Um, for being an Australian, it, it, it kind of just makes sense, you know. And he's given the Phoenix a good couple of years, 
of course, we'd love to hold on to him. Uh, I don't know whether um, what the situation is there now because, I mean, they only just um, sacked the Welsh coach that they had and um, put Mark Rudan, another former Phoenix coach, in charge. So I'm not sure on on, on that whether or not uh, Rudan will get the opportunity to actually, you know, rebuild this team and, and, and try and have a crack next season. If that happens, uh, I think that's great for the Phoenix because it probably means if Tele stays put. But if he's there just temporarily to the end of the season, and a caretaker role, I think there's every chance they come sniffing around for Ufuk Tele. From what I understand, behind the scenes, it is a bit of a dumpster fire at Western Sydney, so I, I'm imagine, I imagine he would know that, and uh, it's whether or not he's willing to sort of take the risk and, and jump into that fire. So is there any limit on what you pay a coach in terms of your salaries, uh, caps on anything of that nature? Not that I understand. No, I think the salary cap really only applies to, uh, unlike the NRL, it only applies to your playing staff. Um, so I think uh, they, they could they could open the checkbook quite easily and say, look, you know, here you go, here's whatever it happens to be, whatever it takes to get him uh, from Wellington uh, across to across to Western Sydney. So it's it, it's always potential, it's always potential, Smithy. But um, we've dealt with it before with the Phoenix. Um, you know, I mean, they had. And the, the manner in which Rudan left obviously left a bad taste in a lot of fans' mouths, um, but it is something that, that is always a possibility. I, I don't think Ufuk Tele would go the same way. He seems to have a, a lot more credibility and, um, and and reason about him than Ufuk Tele uh, than, than Mark Rudan. So I don't think he would leave with the uh, with the cool snake ringing in his ear like Rudan did. Um, and you know, to be fair to him, he's he's given us a lot more service than Rudan has, and and and. He's also delivered, I think, more than what Rudan did while he was here. I think football result of the week from our point of view. Great result for the Phoenix, but uh, equally good uh, was the 3-0 result for the Wellington women's Phoenix team uh, over Canberra. I thought that was outstanding. Watched that game. Uh, And all of a sudden, we've got a a coach who uh, has been vindicated. Uh, We won't be losing her, hopefully, in Gemma Lewis. It's, It's just nice to see. Yeah, it's really good to see, you know, and it's it's been a result that's uh, that's been coming, um, and a deserved result. I've got to say, Smithy, I, I know you love a punt. I, I got on the Phoenix women's team at five fifty for that Canberra game. That's what they were paying at the TAB, and uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I was quite happy with that result. It's got to be said, but I mean, it was one that was coming. I mean, if you look at the, um, you know, sort of four results going back from that, they had led two one late against Brisbane and uh, just you know we're trying to learn to hold, how to hold a lead and end up losing at 3-2 uh, they went down 1-0 to an Adelaide team who were very good in the top four of the table uh, to a late goal they then led Perth 2-1 as well late in the game and gave up two late goals to lose 3-2 so it's been coming the the, the, the confidence is starting to come the, the cohesiveness is there and the belief is there that they can match these teams and you know you look at who they've got to come they've got Adelaide uh, on tonight and that's going to be a tough game it's probably the toughest of the games I've got left um, Adelaide just put eight past Brisbane the other day, so they're a team in form at the moment. But then it's Western Sydney um, and and to finish with Perth Glory, and those are those are two teams that I think the um, the Phoenix women's team will feel like they owe one. And uh, there's definitely a couple of results on the horizon, I think, before the end of the season. Yeah, I find there are three points uh, just looking at the table out of uh, seventh place. Really, I mean that would be a, a heck of a result if they could uh, manage to have get themselves up the table. That game tonight, of course, yeah, uh, Adelaide United, without Lily Alfield, who's been called into uh, the football ferns, and uh, they're not allowed to have a, a specialist replacement outside of the squad coming in, which is I find a little bit bizarre. Does that apply to the men's as well? Well, I don't think it would. 
And that's the thing. And, and it's not just that it's a bizarre ruling. I, I think there's just been an, uh, a real disrespect from uh, administration of the A-League to the, uh, the, to the Phoenix and to, and to this Phoenix women's team who have given up so much to you know, move, you know, being thrown together late and then move to Australia, complete, base themselves a wall and bond to compete in this thing. Um, and, you know, according to David Dome um, and, and to Gemma Lewis, they just weren't returning calls. You know, that the, the emails were put in, the calls were put in, and they were getting nothing back. And then at about five to five the other night, uh, just before the office closed, uh, they got an email saying no. Uh, which makes no sense to me at all. Uh, I don't know why you do that for the integrity of the competition, let alone anything else. And what it means for the Phoenix is uh, Lily's obviously off, as you mentioned, with the football ferns, so their, their number two is going to be in goal, but due to regulations, you have to have a goalkeeper on the bench, which means they now have to name one of their outfield players as a reserve goalkeeper who cannot be used as a an outfield player if, if the need arises. Uh, and they do have a couple of injury concerns. You know, Kate Taylor, who was the vice-captain in Judah, captain this team at just the age of 19, um, has a, she went off in the last game with a back issue against Canberra and has now been ruled out of this game. So uh, they've lost another player there and, and, and are unable to, to bring in this keeper in it means you know that it's another outfield player that they don't have an option of and generally speaking if you're going to have a, an outfield player as your reserve goalkeeper it's probably going to be a defender they tend to be a bit bigger a bit taller uh, and they can you know sort of read things a bit better so it, it really is a double blow I think for the Phoenix and you know a really poor look from the A-League administration. Totally agree totally agree well uh, as we said Lily Oldfield is leaving the group to go with the football ferns May well be uh, in the lineup too to play in the She Believes Cup, which is an interesting one in the United States. Uh, so Iceland tomorrow, USA on Monday, and the Czech Republic next Thursday. Uh, is this a new competition, Ricardo? It's, uh, no, it's one that the US, um, it's an invite competition, if you like, that the US hosts every year. Um, and I, I think it's sponsored by Nike from memory. I think she believes is a, is a Nike thing, um, and they also sponsor the uh, US women's national team. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great competition to be a part of, especially with, you know, a World Cup not too far away for, for our football ferns, and, and I think the way Yitka uh, Klimkova has them playing, you know, they're playing, playing a lot more positively than they have done in a long time. They're really looking to get the ball forward at every opportunity, and, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing this and seeing how they go. It's... Um, I mean, the US are by far and away the best team in the, out of the four. They are the number one in the world. Uh, but Iceland are ranked 16th. Uh, the football ferns uh, are ranked, I think, 21st. And then you've got the Czech Republic who are ranked 24th. Uh, so, I mean, I think it would be nice to try and get a result against the US on their own backyard. But really, I think the games we should be looking at here, and I'm pretty sure the games that Klinkova will be looking at, will be those of the teams around us and, and, and trying to get results against those teams and boost our ranking. Uh, it's just, uh, very important now in Champions League. It's the round of 16. Uh, yesterday, Man City absolutely dominant over Sporting Lisbon. But that was a superb performance for Manchester City, uh, just from the go. I mean, Sporting Lisbon, you get this straight, Sporting Lisbon are no mugs, and that Portuguese league is a quality league. I mean, so many of the stars now in the Premier League have come from that Portuguese league. And, I, you know, I, I think the way Manchester City uh, went about their business yesterday was just superb. And Bernardo Silva, uh, I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the goal. So he scored two, but the first one, uh, it just came down to him just inside the box. He hit it on the half volley 
And I tell you, if the keeper had managed to get a hand on it, he would have lost a digit because it just absolutely rocketed and hit the underside of the bar and bounced in, and it's just a superb uh, goal. Uh, Phil Foden was also extremely good for Manchester City. I mean, they were 4-0 up at half-time and then cruised the second half. And, you know, one of the things that's been said about Manchester City this season is that the, the, the priority for them is to win the Champions League and that this nine-point lead they currently have in the Premier League is exactly what they want because they can afford to focus on the Champions League now and, and make that their priority. Well, I mean, they've done that in one game. Uh, there's no way that Sporting Lisbon are going to go to uh, the Eddie Had and, and score six goals uh, without conceding one. So, you know, they can really take their foot off the gas for probably another month in the Champions League now and, 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 and sort of focus on extending that lead in the Premier League even, even further. But, yeah, that was, uh, I think, probably City's best performance of the season. It was absolutely superb. As we speak, just approaching half-time on the games this morning, uh, Liverpool are uh, nil all with Inter, and uh, on the other game, uh, Salzburg one nil up over Bayern Munich. Yeah, which is a real surprise. I uh, I had uh, a journalist from Four Four Two Magazine, the big football magazine in the UK, on last night previewing these games, and we really focused on the Inter Milan Liverpool game. And I'm kind of as a byline said, well, you know. Bayern Munich are going to be too too good for the Austrians, aren't they? And, and, and he was like, yeah, 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 I think so. I mean, um, but then, you know, I mean, the, that, that Salzburg team, they scored a lot of goals in their group games. They conceded a few, but they also scored a lot. And uh, that was pretty impressive for me. Uh, and, and maybe it's just the perfect storm at the moment because Bayern just seemed to have gone off the boil. On the weekend, uh, they lost 4-2 in the league, Bochum who, you know, that would be the equivalent of uh, Manchester City at the moment, you know, losing to Brentford, that kind of thing. Um, it's just not something that you saw coming. So, yeah, maybe they've just hit Bayern at the right time. It's just, I guess, in a way for the, for the underdog that Salzburg are, it's a pity that uh, there's a return league because um, the home and away definitely plays into the advantage of the bigger, better teams because I, I think there'd be a backlash if they did go on to lose this game. OK, Ricardo, thank you very much uh, for your time. Could talk all morning. Uh, with you, but we're, as you well know, on radio there are time constraints, uh, and we're run out. Ricardo Ball, as uh, always, thanks very much for your your input, mate, and um, uh, look forward to. Um, actually, you've got a Greyhound Racing show coming up on Sunday, is that right? Yeah, with uh, Rosso, Rosso, and Andy McCook. Yeah, yeah and mate, and okay. honestly, uh, the amount I know about dogs is uh, inverted about what I know about football. I absolutely know nothing. Uh, I know they've got four legs and a tail. That's about it. So I'm about to uh, I'm about to get educated, Smithy. I think we've got a, we've got a, a segment on the show for people like me called Dogs for Dummies, and uh, I'm going to try and learn some things about greyhounds. I've got one word for you, Ricardo: snap. <laughs>